Yo, what up? This is Tall Cam. Yo, it's Pops the Medic. We're Digital Dust Mites. You're listening to a Step Off Magazine production. Yup! What's good, Internets? You're tuned into another fabulous episode of Step Off Radio, the official podcast of Step Off Magazine, where hip-hop, activism, and journalism come together at one spot. If you enjoy the show, one way you can express your support is by becoming a donor and sustainer of the show. It's real easy. Just go over to www.patreon.com, search Step Off Magazine, and you can pledge as much or as little as you please and know that you are not only helping support the program, but also helping support real, local, grassroots journalism. And likewise, make sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. My guests on the show today are the duo known as the Digital Dust Mites, which consists of local hip-hop artist Talkan, who you may remember from our show back in February, and Pops the Medic, who was the group's producer and DJ. For the past several years, Talkan and Pops have been producing their own unique brand of hip-hop as the Digital Dust Mites, cross-pollinating genres and recording dozens of songs for a variety of projects, albums, and EPs. Too much to say, well set this, shut the fuck up and peep the dusty yo kicks, the crusty yo shit stain draws when I sit, lift off fantastic planets where I live, digitally dusting off tracks with the blacks of the mode of working hard, I'm hardly kicking back, snap after snap, load after load, like the marks on the junkies arms, only here to expose, everything you know entitled to lose grip, trip down the stairway to heaven until these fools split, from the scene, no matter what I mean, in that to rhyme and rap, it don't happen, it plays my trees, yo, the mics got it wrapped tight, like some ad hype, hanging off the bridges, dangling billboards, ripping bad mics, cypher sessions ain't nothing, we call those problems like the mad doctor's eyes, it sucks, we live in a time, viral replaced vinyl, but we still know that rhyme like is the base of the problem, dissolve the root of the mainstream, we can solve them, and if not, yo, we'll just revolve them. They came on the show today to talk about their brand new album, The Lost Frequencies LP, which is available now, as well as to discuss the humble origins of the group here in San Diego. We got to discuss the development of a unique sound, their thoughts on the current state of affairs regarding politics and social activism in hip-hop, as well as their upcoming musical endeavors here locally. With that said, we here at Step Off Radio are proud to present our 11th episode with the Digital Dust Mites. All right, Internets, welcome back to another episode of Step Off Radio. We got a returning guest here once again on the show. Returning, we got the one and only. Yo, what's up? This Tall Can, one half of Digital Dust Mites, part of 420 Noise, Snail Cage Records. Yeah. And introducing for the first time on the show, we got... Pops the Madman, the Medic. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yo, thanks for coming on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for meeting up with us once again. Yeah, man. It's all love. All right, man. So, uh, you know, let's just hop right into it. So, you guys just recently released your latest album, uh, Lost Frequencies, you know, as Digital Dust Mites. Uh, but before we go in, tell us a little bit about your backstory about uh, the group, you know, how you guys all came together and how you guys really started making music. Yeah, pretty much uh, started for me being a graphic designer for Talkham, doing his logos. Uh, then he came over, we kind of vibed out just like we always do. Then he pretty much, he kind of like, just kind of like, was like, show me what you got. With, you know, <laughs> making music type shit. Mm -hmm. And I showed him and he was like, dude, that shit's tight. I didn't think so, you know what I mean? Just like any other artist, you know what I mean? You're always insecure about your shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know I mean? remember you used to make the beats off the turntable. Yeah, just off the turntable. <laughs> just the like overdubbing. He's the only person I ever seen do Overdubbing, like, top of shit. Like, you know what I mean? First, like, throw some, like, sample. Yeah. Throw some drums on top of it. Then it throw like some, five like, second loop or some obscure, shit. Yeah, like, throw, like, <laughs> this weird sound. Man. And then all of a sudden, I scratched, like, you know what I mean? Which pretty much, like... I like that was pretty much why I did the beat making was because I like to scratch, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make myself a cool little jam, scratch to it, and that's what I got funky to. No yeah, doubt. Man, that was that was that's always been my favorite part of hip hop is the scratch, the scratching and the, the whole tactic of that just the turntablism. I always really dug that shit. So when I met Pops, it was just like, oh shit, this fool's like hip hop as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just it was trippy though because always I had homies that would always push me to rap. And the cypher and stuff I never really got Like You know what I mean Got into it Until like 2013 2012 That's when I met Pops In 2013 mm -hmm. It was like In the alleyway Behind the Ruby Room Yeah okay. And I was just like Out there like Advertising myself to As a graphic designer yeah, To make logos Yeah because of a, uh, uh, It's Israel Summon show Yeah right? Israel Yeah He's yeah, a rapper from From San Diego He lives in uh, New Mexico now Shout out to Israel Summons he's, Yeah he's, shout out to E3 Yeah pretty E3 much, yeah. E3 like pretty much like was my like OG guided path to hip hop like yeah. Yeah. pretty much connected to me to a lot of like dope hip hop heads like pretty much who I connect now with like yeah. you know what I mean big hitters in the SD like underground scene like heavy hitters and yeah if it wasn't for E3 connecting me he was a, the reason why I went because he I was to mm. check out these guys mm -hmm. and then I was kind of like yo I can make graphic designers graphics for you you know what I mean yeah because like, I, I needed a logo back then I, was, I wasn't really trying to be seen I was just trying to do the rap thing I wasn't trying to really have any, even my picture out there you know what I mean but yeah that you know what I mean like uh, but yeah we met behind the ruby room we were smoking a bunch of weed chilling uh, ganja God, mad ganja <laughs> you know, being, always bringing people together yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah. universal love <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit yeah. I remember we almost got uh, uh, we, were, we smoked weed on stage that night or it was me yeah yeah we got kicked out yeah, almost got, I almost got kicked out that show man. <laughs> yeah. they, they kicked the homegirl out yeah. and then they told us like like yo don't ever do that again we're probably like they, they almost didn't pay the homie because of that oh because shit yeah. so much weed on stage damn and this was an old group i used to be in but that was like that was the that's how we met it yeah. was at the ruby room yeah all right <laughs> right on i think it's called the um the marrow now yeah. it's had a bunch of different names now uh now pops you're the group's dj and you're the producer man uh what were your musical influences growing up now what inspired you to get into dj and producing oh cubert all day yeah dj cubert is the one that that's the reason why I started collecting with DJ Cuber to be a scratch DJ. Like, I was, like, I was just been big into scratching, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I even have a portable scratch, you know what I mean? Turntable. The whole turntable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the whole portalism, right yeah, the whole portalism, <laughs> like, I'm, that's all me, you know what I mean? Even my setup now, like, is influenced from portalism, like, it's a Vestax, you know, handy tracks with an Akai, like, 
MIDI mixer, you know what I mean, connecting to Serato, like, mm -hmm. but I still use the portable turntable as my scratch. Okay. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, but biggest influence, DJ Cubert all day, like. Were you in the battle lane? Uh, nah, like, that's something, like, I was super aiming towards, but then, like, you know what I mean, as, like, like, you know what I mean, just kind of, like, you grow and mature, you kind of, like, that's not what I'm in it for, you know what I mean, like, I didn't. I never knew what I was in it for. It was you know what I mean. I always <laughs> just wanted to scratch. Like I didn't care to battle like people. Well, I didn't. I. It's it's hard out here in SD. Like now, like growing up, there wasn't. It was like so underground that there wasn't no social media to like find out about battles. It's a different world than it is yeah, now. Yeah. Now it's like you know what I mean. I feel like I'm. You know what I mean. I would. I don't know. I've I've honestly lately I've been kind of getting the itch to like enter a battle mm -hmm. you know what I mean but growing up and doing everything nah it wasn't for that or you know, wanted a battle like I, the only battles I heard of was like LA or like far in Europe yeah you know it wasn't like, something like where it's all over the place now yeah exactly yeah. so but now it's like dude it's like in the backyard now yeah exactly like, there's like SD little battle scratches coming up so I'm definitely gonna peep them out you know what I mean kind of like you know, just be the background guy, yeah. like really scope it out, see what's about. Because <laughs> now the battles could be totally different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People evolved, the scene has evolved, like oh, crazy. So who knows? You know what I mean? But I'm definitely down to like check one out. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. If you know anybody, shoot them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> shoot info, you know what I mean? I'm down to check it out. Now, how about the producing tip, man? Did did both of those kind of come together like DJing and producer did you start like a lot of people they go from DJing and they kind of just naturally kind of progress to producing yes pretty much was it like I've always DJ like I've always been like the like the high school DJ mm -hmm. you know what I mean I DJ at house parties DJ like every like I used to DJ bars I used to be a heavy like reggae DJ first okay like really like into like collecting was like rare reggae like roots reggae <laughs> Then someone steals your crate of reggae that's been worth like over a million money. You kind of like switch Ooh. it up, like fuck, man. Like I'm just going to hip hop. Find your song records in the hip hop game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I switched to hip hop, and that was like I guess that was like my second like I guess stuff I could mix mm -hmm. was DJ hip hop because that's the one I left. You know what I mean? Which led me to like, um. Like, I never really was, I never, when I DJed, it was never, like, I never had a thought, like, oh, I'm going to make produce beats later. Yeah. It was talking that kind of pushed me to do that. Like, I would make those, you know, little minute jams on my mixer that I had, but just purely just for me to scratch. Yeah. And then he was like, bro, I could, I could rap to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, for real? And then I fucking, you know what I mean? Put the computer up, made that scratch little beat, like, longer, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then had him, like freestyle and that's what like digital dust mites was first for was like it was like a freestyle like kind of like like type of like uh sharpen your tools type of group like yeah we're not gonna take it too serious but this is for us to like practice hone your skills you exactly. know yeah like you know what i mean this is like the dungeon type shit <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah i would make them quick beats 
and I would, I would like kind of force them like hey bro like spit on it now like type <laughs> shit and, like even like I never had a mic I would make them like spit through the headphones, the headphones. <laughs> which made it sound dope honestly yeah. that sound was just like, like raw yeah super raw which made me like I was like dude this is what we're gonna do like this is <laughs> yeah. it like this is fucking it like yeah so you guys are working together and you finally this goes from just being like you said like just some practice freestyle stuff to actually you guys form digital dust <clears throat> mites around what time is this like 2013 2013 yeah. yeah You know And you know and That actually brings me To my next question Now this album This is comprised Of material That it dates back All the way to 2013 Yeah And all the way up to now uh, You know How do you guys manage To hold on to like This music for so long And you know What was the catalyst For you know Finally compiling An official album And putting it out there For the world I mean The, the stuff that's on there The older stuff it, We re-released it When we Like that was the thing It was a, lot, a real like creating from like the the bottom of the soul just like real laid back creating for the sake of creation let's make the song let's put it out you know what i'm saying like we had fun yeah like creatively like this is wasn't for like to get views yeah it so wasn't for the followers like it was just fake for me and him mm-hmm. like you know like it was like to sharpen our tools sharpen us like but then it became like yo this is dope this is musically like therapeutic yeah you know what i mean like this is cool because on this like we was Digital Dustman is probably like always like a side project for us probably because he was always talking for 20 doing him mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then I was always just doing probably graphics yeah yeah. and then he got me into the music and then which led me to do like other music people like I was in a band for a while because they're like oh you scratch DJ because of him mm-hmm. you know because I was doing gigging with him and music like throwing it out there that a band picked me up which led to me like you know what I mean vice versa full circle where I got him to you know what I mean open up for the band you know what I mean which like made it more like make me know like dude this is like digital dust might be more our thing like this is gonna be serious like, yeah I mean that's what's easier to keep it on you know what I mean having our other projects be so cool about to like influencing and involving each other yeah yeah. <laughs> that was the coolest part yeah a lot of the a lot of the early songs we put out on SoundCloud I think we had like three different SoundClouds because we kept getting really stoned and forgetting the password. <laughs> yeah. so, like I think we had like three different SoundClouds. Yeah, so we're doing good. a lot of LSD too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mushrooms. Yeah. The, the songs. Yeah, psychedelic. The food. songs were out. Just we didn't really like. We couldn't. We couldn't like download them. We couldn't be in charge of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean. We couldn't really have them. We don't do things the orthodox way. Pretty yeah, much. No. so it's so it's mostly like a lot of the older songs. They were out. Nobody really caught them besides like the homies that were really listening, and now we just we put them out again because Hence, like lost frequencies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that shit is a lot of lost music that we got lost within the, you know what I mean? In the vaults. Yeah. So it's just like it was. Now after because it's after our this is like our second album. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, our first one was something like super serious, and we were really like, you know what I mean? That's we put our pour our heart out to it. You know what I mean? Even this shit, but. This was just like a lot of lot of stuff that people like had to like re-listen to. You know what I mean? And the new stuff is added is, with the mix of yeah, new shit. That's like there, some so obscure shit that we're doing. Listen to find it. You know? Yeah, it's a nice little grab bag of a whole yeah. bunch of you know through the history of the dust mites. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's a sure. it's a good like uh, what's the word Anth- anthology or whatever it is like the yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be cool to listen to when we're old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so like um, so as we discussed uh, last time on the show, man, you know you guys occupy a pretty unique space in hip hop, and you know like this latest project is certainly no exception. You know you guys got like um, 
spacey, ambient, gritty production. It's kind of reminiscent of like Company Flow or Cannibal Ox or other definitive Jux artists, you know, from like the early 2000s. You know, how would you best describe uh, the sound of your guys' music? And, you know, how did you guys decide the sound of the album? Or was it just organic? Super rap. <laughs> well, I mean, in the beginning, it, you had the like big ups to like, you know, Admiral Alice. Yeah. Um, he was like fr- pretty much like got me into the groove of making like hip hop, like, you know what I mean? Making like just quick beats. And then he kind of helped me with the name, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like because like it was supposed to be like a three trio thing, but life happens, you know what I mean? People gotta have work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's why like it was Digital Dustmites always kind of like was just there. Like a side thing that always got like you know I mean we added to it now and then you know I mean it was like a like a weird like on the shelf but we always added to it mm-hmm. I mean it was always there we always did it you know what I mean and uh, but yeah like he helped me out pretty much like set it up and then we kind of took off with it and then which he's like helped me with a lot of the beats too mm-hmm. he's helped me with the samples even the lost frequency the which is like hence again with the lost frequency like. It makes so much sense, you know what I mean? End of the day, because... The cycles. Like, the cycles of, like, you know what I mean? Like, he helped me again. We came back full circle. We hung out again, made some beats. Um, and then, you know what I mean? We haven't, we haven't like, we just, life again, you know what I mean, happens. And which we had to, like, push this album out, which is the reason, like, it just all made sense to why and reason why this album came together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, like, it's just... I don't know, the influence of weird, our weird sound is just us. And then plus, we're not trying to be like every other hip-hop group that's out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you know, know what I mean? It's just, it's just really what, that's just what we're about. Like, you know what I mean? I think we're super influenced, like, Death Grips type of noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, type shit. Like, really heavy drumming, synthy, fucking, and with the twist of, like, spacey sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, like, how, do, how does, like, an average Dust My Production come about, you know? Is there, like, kind of back and forth between the two of you? Like, sometimes you might bring a sample or he might bring a sample yeah. or, you know? Straight up, yeah, back and forth. I'd probably just run stuff by him and I'd make it on the fly and then he's probably, like... Yeah, he pushes me a lot. Like, he's pretty much the reason why I do a lot of things because <clears throat> for a long time, I mean, that's probably why it's been held back. But um, he's just probably pushed me out of my shell, like... yeah. You know what I mean? I would make some stuff and I'm really insecure, but now, like, I'll just have him in, like, the studio with me. And then he's just like, dude, do that. That's sick. Let's fucking do that. And then now and then more, now he's involved more in the production. He'll throw in, like, a bass line or a fucking synth mm-hmm. sound, like. Yeah, shit's some, fine. Yeah, some <laughs> cool, funky sounds come out of him, too. You know what I mean? He's a cool musician. Yeah. With inside him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, it's just, that's what happens. You know what I mean? Or he'll throw a sample. I mean, I'll chop it up somehow, and this shit is just—he loves it, and then makes me fucking love it even more, and then we just get to recording, and everything comes just like that. Yeah, yeah. we just do it. The dude works like a madman. He's <laughs> quick. Do I? We make that beat within that day. He's recording it within within the, the next day. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to trying to take my time with it, but. Like, that's how the dust mic shit started, was just like, let's knock it out, let's put it out. And then so years, we could perform it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Years and years of putting it out and knocking it out is like, now when we put shit out, that shit's like, creates waves and shit. You yeah. Know? But I think this next project coming up, we're going to fucking, it's going to be a little bit more thought out, I feel like. Methodical. Exactly. Yeah. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to be. No, definitely, yeah. Now, uh, um, 
you know, this past year you guys pulled off a pretty uh, pretty cool milestone. Back in April, you guys performed at this year's annual 49th Chicano Park Day celebration, and Pops, you were DJing the set. have such a large platform and perform in you know an iconic place like Chicano Park man there was there was one moment and it was like after we performed where we walked back to the um, you know like the city college parking structure on, mm-hmm. on Cesar Chavez Parkway uh, we walked back and we walked uh, it was like I guess during park day it's my fr- that was about our first year performing there so I didn't know how it worked so like we had like parking spaces and shit. We were, like all big time so that oh, like, shit. shit. And, like, Dude, that shit was honorable. Reserved for Mr. Tolkien. <laughs> trip out. Not had his name on it. Cause he's the one with the car. Yeah, yeah, it was like pops the medic. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was tight. Yeah, that shit so was... like, yeah, man. Like we pulled up, and then it was like when he he hopped in the car, band, we went up to the top. Or no, it's after after we performed. We went back to the uh, to the parking structure and it was then I noticed because we walked up we walked like all the way up to the very top because mm-hmm. then I noticed it's like the only other people parked there were the danzantes mm-hmm. and so like as we're walking up you could hear the, the chochoyotes and the, and everything like, yeah that shit was dope to be like up. in the mix of them to yeah. be like or just to be like yo like you know rubbing shoulders with like before we've done so many stuff with like other artists but that shit yeah. like to be around them was fucking epic like yeah, that shit was, to hear that shit and to, to see them like getting ready like you know what I mean that shit no one gets to see that shit that's some behind yeah. the scenes type yeah. shit and for us to be like just schmingling I guess you know what I mean? <laughs> just, to be around them because that shit is like honorable like yeah. like that shit is dope to be around them and to even like them to be like high and like hey dope performance you know what I mean yeah like, that, that that was that was that sick. was my favorite part yeah. yeah that was sick and you know what I mean even our parents yeah, all like, that was the first time like my parents ever been there. Like, I mean, we've always been at Chicano Park Day, but to see me like that's the first time they ever seen me perform. as a performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like because they don't, you know what I mean? They, they don't really care too much. They're old school, you know what I mean? Yeah, they hip hop is nothing. You know what I mean? It's a hip hop. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a cool hobby. You got. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but them like, I mean, they my mom was super it. proud yeah. and like to say like, you know what I mean? Even like, it was funny like, you know, it was kind of like uh, you know, when you introduce your like girlfriend type. <laughs> <laughs> you know type I hate like you know not trying to say nothing but like it was like you know cause there was like a first time they were meeting them yeah, like you know what I mean yeah. it was dope though like you know it was mad love like that yeah. shit was cool like his both his parents were there and both my parents were there like 
It was so dope. Like and you can't get both my parents to be in the same place. But definitely dope. Like yeah, and we had a dope crowd. Like everyone, they loved it. I was nervous. Ten oh five in the morning. Ten oh five in the morning. That's when we. That's when we performed. <laughs> yeah, but there, there were first people set. there. Yeah, there people, people there. there. Yeah, they were digging it, was, it. Yeah, it was cool. Like yeah, Shout we have out. such a weird yeah. sound and people. Love it. <laughs> People love digging it. Yeah, yeah the, one, the thing that got me was there's a there's a, a, a gentleman. He hangs out at the park a lot. I'm not sure what his name is. He he's 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 a special dude. You know what I mean? I always see him walking around, and it was like two months ago. Like this is like two months ago. Not even close to like Chicano Park Day. And he's like, he sees me and he's like, I like your flow, man. And I was like, bro, that shit was in April. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, cool, man. Thanks, bro. But it was it was a trip, man. But even like. The set that we did, we like made it a point to like go back, find the, you know, oh, yeah. the documentary samples, mm-hmm. chop that shit up, put that shit in there, and people heard that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had like listening. You yeah, know what I mean? we, yeah, I chopped up the KPBS like Chicano Heart documentary, and we and I, you know, I played it in there. It was even, the original documentary. Yeah, so even OG like, one in yeah, the eighties. Yeah. yeah, so that was super dope. Like, and it was dope that people. Um, even after I said, we're like, hey, I heard that sample. I heard they caught it. Yeah, and that was that's cool because that's what it's all about. You know, another day is for them to hear it, like for us just to be heard. Yeah, we also had Ernesto Bastillo's picture on stage with us. That was really cool. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. It's just honorable all, all day, bro. That's just an honor. Like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And we'll see y'all next year too. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are the chances we see Dustmates next oh, year? It's oh, yeah. but for the fiftieth, yeah, 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 we're already locked in. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we performing on the on the kiosk on the kiosk this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to hear it, stand stand behind the kiosk. That's usually how the sound is in Chicago Park. That you got to stand. If the crowd's standing here, you got to stand over here. I'm not talking shit about the sound. I'm just saying, <laughs> sound travels in that park. That park has portals and doors. That you need to be aware of. So, keep in mind for next year, Chicano Park Day. Stand to the side. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That place. That place has got a lot of power in it. No, it's oh no good. doubt. It was good. That shit was dope that day. Now, as we discussed the uh, last time you were on the show talking, uh, you regularly work with Cop Watch. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that listening that don't know, Cop Watch is a police oversight and monitoring organization. Um, in particular, over the last few months, we've seen an uptick in hyper-aggressive police activity in Barrio Logan. And this kind of came to a head earlier this summer back in June when Eddie Alvarez, uh, unit commander of the National Brown Brace Yaslan, was assaulted by the San Diego PD in Chicano Park for photographing and documenting the officers who were harassing a homeless woman in Chicano Park. Militarization occupation. Mm-hmm. That's their role. You know, it's not to serve and protect. It's to oppress and dismantle. Profile. To racial profile anyone they see in sight because the real criminals that exist are the ones wearing badges. And since we're that force is willing to step up to them, they don't like it. And you know what? Anyone can do it. Not just the Brown Berets. Anyone can be a a warrior for their people and fight oppression and stand up to law enforcement. Where does it say that you can't question law enforcement? Where does it say you can't question the safety of yourself? Back then, you used to see children look up to cops. Now you see children getting killed by cops. And that's, that's, I, that's, I would say, a big difference. And not, not only that, 
you know, we're recognized not only defending our people from police brutality, we give back to our community. Oh, yeah. You know, in many ways. You know, you're not just um, close with the Braves, man. You know, you're a close friend with, with Eddie as well. You know, do you believe that Eddie was purposely targeted by the San Diego PD, not just for the fact that he was documenting the police, but the fact that he's the unit commander of the Braves? I know he was targeted. Yeah, just as anybody that stands up for their community or, you know, protects protect people that are targeted by the police for, you know, I mean, unjust reasons, they're always going to be targeted. It, what, what got me was the day that it happened. I was at the studio. We were practicing for a show. I was watching the live, the homies live feed, and I'm like, here we go. Like, because th- this is an ongoing thing. Like, those cops that did that to Eddie... Losi, who was throwing the punches, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've been targeting us and the Brown... They've been targeting the Brown Braves forever. But, like, Losi in particular, the cop that was punching Eddie, is one of the cops that tried to come with a toy drive last year and shut it down. Mm-hmm. This is an event that gives toys to kids in Logan that that aren't going to get toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, let, like, like, like that's just the cold truth. Some Christmas kids don't get toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this toy drive provides for those kids this motherfucker came and tried to shut that shit down because people were standing in the street mm-hmm. you know what i mean like in and safely standing in the middle uh meeting media. you know what i mean not even blocking traffic none of that shit but i feel like like the fact that i i was i was at the studio and i'm like this is inter- intermixed right here because the artist space is always going to be with the revolution you know what yeah. I mean? the artist space is always going to be with the people because a lot of the time, an artist's life isn't going to coincide with, like, society's normal way of living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to provide for yourself, but you also have to provide and express yourself. You know what I mean? So I do feel like he was targeted. I know he was targeted. You know what I mean? Because they target all of us. They target everybody that stands up for that part and wants autonomy in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my answer to that. Yeah. Yeah, man, Absolutely. I mean, uh, like a, a good. I mean, a good point is like they don't just target the brown berets either. Like they target all brown people. Just in general, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just how like they just get down. Given. That's just how they get down. Like if if like the gang unit, the unit that has that patrol that that used to patrol the park used to be around the park a lot before we started cop watching there, and they knew that they'd be held accountable for what they wanted to do or what they were trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the minute they catch us by ourselves, they're they're gonna. What's gonna what happened to Eddie's gonna happen to all of us if we don't step our shit up, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, like you see like an increased presence, you know, even at like the car shows, man, you know, La Vuelta, I mean, at, you know. Yeah, La Vuelta at the Encanto Festival a couple weeks ago there was a motherfucking armored police vehicle at a at the car show just posted, trying to show oh. off like trying to show off, like, oh, you guys have your lowriders, look what we got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like how are we supposed to feel safe if the people that are supposed to protect us are just coming through to whoop our ass? It's you know just I mean? antagonize people. Yeah, that's all they do. That's all they do. And the bottom line is, like, the cop that was swinging on Eddie and the cop that was giving the orders to swing on Eddie, Art Scott, like, they aren't on the side of the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've literally had that cop, Losi, tell me, oh, yeah, I fought for your right to film me and your, your right to say something. Like, don't get it confused, homie. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't fight for my rights. He didn't fight for your rights. Mm-hmm. He fought for some rich dude in Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he could go home to his house in Santee 
and then go to his job and come beat up people in Logan and then go right back to Santee and hide in his house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, exactly. You know, and, you know, right up there with police violence in the neighborhood in recent years, there's been a spotlight and an emphasis on gentrification, you know, in yeah. the neighborhood. And that's just not in Logan. That's in communities all across the country. And uh, you know, we, we've seen it in the past in San Diego from City Heights and North Park. And unfortunately, you know, we're starting to see it creep in the bar Logan, um, too. You know, we've seen businesses displaced as high rents are driven up and um this past summer as well, you know, we saw Chicano Art Gallery close yeah. the doors, you know, and that set up like a series of protests all across the neighborhood. You know, what are your thoughts on gentrification and it having a detrimental effect on the residents and family-owned businesses of Barrio Logan? And what do you believe can reasonably be done by just average people to push back against that, you know, as an artist? I think a reasonable pushback against anything in any community always has to follow the lead of the elders mm-hmm. that have been there longer than everybody else. So, like, the older people that have lived in Logan their whole lives, talking to like, like people that are older than us, like they recognize what's going on because they've been there longer, you know what I'm saying? A lot of those businesses that got, that got, you know, like people were talking shit about them because they thought they were gentrifiers during that protest. Mm-hmm. They weren't gentrifiers. There were people from Logan that are, they have their business on Logan Avenue and there's, there's literally, there's people like, you know what I'm saying? You have like, like, like people that really are about the community, beatbox records, the Chicano Art Gallery, you know what I'm saying? People that are really about that shit. And then you got people that aren't about that shit. And that's just that's just how it is. People serve it's all about like like change is always gonna come. It's about who the change benefits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the fact that the art gallery got taken away, like that that's that's just how this like attack on poor communities is going to look like they're going to take away those spaces and they're just going to put more breweries you know what i mean yeah that's the way i see it but a reasonable pushback always has to be you always have to follow the elders you have to listen to the elders listen to the people that have lived in that community for a long time because they know what's going on you yeah. know what i mean and a lot of the people these days they hear gentrification they hear protests and they just want to go get in the streets be on the camera you know what i'm saying they don't really know like you have to establish like like you have to stand with people, not for people. Yeah, That's exactly. How I see it. And now, like the counter argument that people who want to downplay like these concerns of the residents worried about gentrification is that you know oh, demographics and changes and fluctuations in neighborhoods are just a natural course or like the part of the progression of change. You know, do you actually believe that? Do you believe that there's something like more insidious at play when we see these effects of modern day gentrification taking place in real time before our very eyes in neighborhoods like Barrio Logan? I think neighborhoods, streets and parks and communities, there's always gonna be change. There's always gonna be a natural change. There's always gonna be a, a capitalist moving in, trying to change shit like that. There's always gonna be uh, spiritual change there's going to be a, a level of consciousness shifting in mm-hmm. people's minds you know what I'm saying but it's all about where the change is coming from and who the who's maneuvering the change and who's benefiting from the change you know what I'm saying yeah and I also feel like like it's like I said like there's there's businesses that give back to the community and there's businesses that don't give back to the community those businesses that don't give back to the community are only there for their profit those are gentrifiers yeah you know what I'm saying the people that are coming to the gatherings at the park they have a business up the street and they're providing like a space for people to you know hang out you know what I mean and I I don't know I I feel like 
neighborhoods are always going to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's businesses on Logan Avenue that have been there for years that are ran by people from there. You know what I mean? That are that are good people. You yeah. Know what I'm saying they're not gentrifiers. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of the people they just see a business and they think, motherfuckers, oh, gentrifiers, big windows, just automatically, automatically. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I I don't know, man. It's all about standing for the people. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the system is is set up to already divide us you know what i'm saying i just feel like when people don't stand with the community it's kind of like a slap in the face you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because here you are you moved into a neighborhood it's got historic uh placements in like revolutionary thought like chicano park was built to keep a highway patrol substation from being built there that's gentrification right there Mm -hmm. i'm trying to build that 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 station you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely and i don't know it's like when businesses throw their dollars at the pigs or they invite the pigs into the neighborhood that's gentrification yeah you know what I'm saying places like fucking attitude brewing places like barrio dog you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that invite the cops to come kick it you know what I mean when like there's for the cops to come kick it in the hood you inviting the cops that's gentrification that's extending the invitation Yeah. yeah I mean and that's the thing historically the cops don't go there to kick it yeah, cops you know. go there to fuck people up mm-hmm. you know what I mean antagonize antagonize people say hey I'm part of this community too and then they go home and live in uh, Santee East Lake or yeah. Santee or Rancho San Diego wherever these folks live they're not part of the community gentrifiers aren't part of the community but people that run businesses and actually give back to the community like I got respect for cats like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. like like real hood oriented business cats as, as rough as that sounds yeah. you know what I mean like for the people, yeah. It's about for the people, that's what it's all about. You have to live for the people, not for the profit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's possible to it's possible to survive and also be a human being. Yeah. Like survive financially. You know what I mean? And also be a human being, be cool to people. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. You know, and uh, you know, with that being said, man, you know, like your 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 music isn't just you know doesn't just have politics in it. You know, you you're actually you know about this, man. You live this. And, you know, last time, you know, we, we got together, we were talking about um, the state of political discourse in this country. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it, arguably it's the most divided it's ever been in recent memory. Um, you know, since last February, you know, we've seen an uptick in white supremacist terrorism attacks from Christchurch, New Zealand to Gilroy, California. And, of course, you know, most recently El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as 2020 approaches, we've seen... White supremacist and right-wing terrorism not only increase but continually get emboldened by an administration that continually caters and um, stokes white supremacy. You know, as somebody who um, is part of the community defense and you know, you know, you know, fights back against the, uh, these forces at play, what do you think needs to be done from whether it's an organization or self-defense groups or just communities at large to help? combat and like preemptively counteract like these attacks and these affronts to you know these neighborhoods uh, I feel like people need to start caring about strangers from the other side of the world I'm not just speaking on like people in community defense organizations I'm talking about like everybody mm-hmm. I'm talking about like Trump supporters people who don't support Trump but are still like on the fence of like maybe we do need borders maybe like we can't live without them like people just need to start caring 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? About people you never met before. Our neighbors that live in Honduras, our neighbors that live in Guatemala, neighbors that live in Mexico, South America, everywhere. You know what I mean? We're all part of the same family. So learn how to care and then learn how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Learn how to defend yourself because that's all these, all these white supremacists do. They go out to the desert with their guns, they hem up people that are just trying to fucking live a better life. You know what I mean? And the minute that we even start picking up a gun and training ourselves or shooting cans or trying to, you know, just better our, our, uh, our outlook on, on having a revolutionary spirit and actually ch- changing shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like that's, we're going to be considered a threat right away. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the cold reality, how it is. Like when you want shit to change, when you want a stranger to live a better life, that's when you're deemed a fucking border extremist or you're put on some fucking FBI list because you went to one march that fucking supported a caravan. You know what I mean? Because that's what happened to me. Yeah. Like, I'm on a list. I know I'm on a list. Just because I went to one march and organized with people that wanted to live a better life. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's fucked up. I don't think anyone should be, like, targeted for wanting someone else to live a, a better life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And I think... I just think that, like... The minute people start caring about people, that's when shit's gonna, when shit's gonna change. Cause the, the real, and some, and this is something I wouldn't have said like maybe last time you interviewed me. Cause I've been, I, I constantly try to critique, give myself criticism, and try to become a better person. But like, people need to learn how to like, as corny as it sounds, love, but also be willing to fight for that love, and fight for that peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Internets, don't touch that dial. Step off radio. We'll be right back. But first, a couple messages from friends of the show. Yo, what's happening, Step Off Magazine listeners? Quick break from the amazing content you've been listening to. Omar here from the IA Podcast. You may be asking yourself, what is the IA Podcast? The Aid is a local radio show where we interview up-and-coming artists, creatives, and anyone who would like to share their backstory about why they do the things that they do. We dive deep into the life of the artist, bringing in-depth interviews, sharing stories in a raw and unfiltered format. A true podcast focusing on the artist for the artist. You can listen at iapodcast.com and on all streaming platforms. On the iTunes app, search IA Podcast. On the YouTube app, type in IA Podcast. That is I-A-T-E Podcast. And we hope you enjoy. All right, back to Step Off Magazine. Peace. same line artists and performers you know they get flack from certain circles in society when they speak out on particular issues you know and in light of all like these attacks and this violence do you believe that artists and performers you know especially those with an influential platform or maybe not even a big platform but people who are there out in the public eye have an even greater duty to speak out against injustice and bring public awareness to it i think if someone chooses to be an artist their duty is to hold true to themselves and their heart so like not only that but like to the world you know what I mean because what you're going to say people are going to hear and you're going to have to be held accountable for what you say Mm -hmm. you know what I mean what you speak 
Um, and a, a lot of people that are artists, they don't say what's on their mind or on their heart. They just say what's going to sound cool. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of bitches. I got a lot of hoes. My car rides fast. All that shit. But, like, it's it's your duty as an artist to say what's on your heart. You know what I mean? And also, my duty as an artist is to not tell artists what they have to say or what they don't have to say. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's like what Pop said. Like, you can only, the whole battle thing, we can't battle each other if we're all doing, you know what I mean, this the same thing trying to enlighten people and try to use our words for better but I do feel like it is a duty like I said earlier like the artist place is with the revolutionary crowd it is with the with the change because you know what I mean like the minute like it's it's not like Denmark over here where I could be a rapper sign up all the all the shows I did for this month and the government will give me a check for it mm-hmm. you know what I mean that don't happen over here like no. we're, we're looked at as like if all you do is music you're a bum you ain't got no job like how do you survive like, where's your money what huh mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I think it's an artist's duty to be an artist and also to express themselves and hold true to it you know what I mean yeah but I'm not gonna say like it's every artist's duty because a lot of artists ain't, ain't don't wanna deal with that shit you know what I mean a lot of artists unfortunately they see what's going on and they're just like man that's how it's always been yeah cause it has always been like that but the fact is like the way things are now we can learn how they got like that and then we could prevent them from happening in the future or should we just stay the same? Mm-hmm. Pops, how do you feel, man? You you provide the sonic backdrop to a lot of this music, you know, and a lot of times you're behind the boards. How do you feel about, you know, an artist using their artwork to express themselves and to bring attention to stuff like this? To, like, political aspects? Yeah. I think it's dope. Like, I, I, I do it. <laughs> I do it, like, as much as I can. Like, even... Um, you know what I mean? Putting like, you know, political samples. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even just, just doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hopefully being heard. You know what I mean? Through the scratches of, you know what I mean? Doing shit like that. So I, I do it, as much as I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? That shit's dope. Um, I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, he was, a, he was a street artist when I met him. One of the first stickers. I don't even know if it's still up there on the wall. But the brain hazard sticker. That's. That's political art right there. Yeah, you know so I'm mean? being huge, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've done, like, a lot of the whole, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm probably, what, almost, like, four or five years older than him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when the whole Bush administration happened, I did the whole, <laughs> you know what I mean, seen it. But that that's probably what pushed me away from not doing it as much was because I seen how the system just, you know, tramples the people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it just sucks. Like how you just said, I am that, like... Artist that's like It's happening already <laughs> You know what I mean But like Thank Thank you know Bless to him Like yo He's still pushing Like and it pushes me To be like okay cool Like that's why I have At least through my music I can at least be revolutionary You know what I mean mm-hmm. Push you know what I mean Some type of shit I mean throw in some samples That people You know Maybe awake people You know yeah. wake, You know wake them up You know what I mean Show them what's up By just a sample And through the music Because half the time Someone doesn't want to go To a rally yeah. Someone doesn't want to hear a commercial. Someone doesn't want to hear someone talk about politics. Mm-hmm. But if I could throw in a hip hop track and throw them off guard that before they even know what they're listening to, <laughs> that's dope. And if other artists could do it, or you know what I mean, maybe if they could do it in that way and not be so out bold, you know what I mean, like other over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean. If you could actually like you know do it sublimely, just like how the fucking. <laughs> how the system does it to us yeah you know what I mean because point. I think that's why people you know like you said a lot of people don't care about it you know what I mean they just get turned off from the you know like from the jump really yeah so I, I feel at least from my point I do it in a creative you know what I mean 
conscious way where maybe you can spark someone's like, oh shit, like that shit is really happening in the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. It might, you know what I mean, it might be a crazy sample because there would be some truth in it, you know what I mean? So people get really off guard with it. I hope, you know, sometimes I feel like we might offend people <laughs> with the samples <laughs> we choose because it's so like, you know, it's harsh, some, some harsh shit. You yeah. Know what I mean, telling people the, the real shit is happening out there. But it's real shit, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's, but I think I'm I'm with it. You yeah. Know what I mean, I think people should stand up more for you know what I mean? For, for whoever. You know what I mean? Even if it's against bullying. Yeah, you know, Stand up against that shit. That yeah. shit is, you know what I mean, revolutionary too. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, art is revolutionary because it makes you think. The whole basis of any revolutionary act is just two people talking to each other. Yeah. And it's true. It's the hardest thing um, as an artist is um, choosing what to say. Or yeah. what to... Even as an artist that draws or choosing what to put out there. Like, it is... You know what I mean? So when people do choose like a revolutionary or maybe a political else, you know what I mean? Or even out the box type shit, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? I hope they don't use it as a fucking, like, a tool to make money yeah. to be seen. But I hope it's a, it's a good enough way to fucking wake up someone. Yeah. Because the people didn't need to be woken up, the masses. Yeah. Now, expanding on that very idea, actually, hip-hop's undeniable ties to political activism and its expression seems to carry like a uniquely extra punch, especially in your guys' music, uh, particularly due to the many social issues that are present, both the music's um, ethos and conversely also present, uh, present just throughout the genre. Um, you know, however, like in recent years, you know, we've seen like a big rise in opportunistic and performative activism from big label uh, mainstream artists. And the biggest example, in my personal opinion right now, is probably has to be Jay-Z. Right. You know, who after vocally supporting Colin Kaepernick and justice reform for the past several years, you know, he just struck a deal with the NFL to serve as the yeah. creative consultant for the league. Yeah. But also, you know, he's also supposed to be the lead of its social justice initiative. Um... Okay, I think we've passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. <laughs> and we're, we're done with that. We, 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 everyone knows what the we. You know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah, yeah do you know the issue? <laughs> Yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next. Where are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying... How are you going forward and Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. And this is all happening while like people like Kaepernick are like they're blackballed from the league and other players are still ostracized or protesting. You know, do you think that we're gonna see more artists kind of jump ship or attempt to enrich themselves as social justice kind of continues to be like a lucrative performative gesture, not only for you know social capital but like financially as well? <laughs> Yeah, that's what probably happened. I was thinking I was thinking the same thing. Uh, like when when Beyonce did that um the Super Bowl performance like two years ago or the halftime show. Yeah, where she dressed up like a Black Panther and yeah. they lost their shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what? I'm just like, <laughs> wait a minute, cause Don't like people do that shit, dude. Like capitalists, because that's what Jay-Z is. That's what Beyonce is. Oh, to a T. Yeah, they're capitalists. Like, they're gonna say whatever 
someone tells them to say when they get paid for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't pay me a million fucking dollars to fucking go perform at the NFL stadium. If you offer me a million fucking dollars, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, take your money and get the fuck out of my house. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's, it's like, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. You know what I mean? Like, I heard that shit that Jay-Z said recently that was the, man, like, it was something he said, uh, where it was something along the lines of like, the reason why so many men get killed by the police, black and brown young men get killed by the police is because they don't have fathers. Oh yeah, like the, 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 yeah. the destruction of the nuclear family. Yeah. yeah. You think about the idea of uh, growing up in a single parent house, which I grew up in, which you grew up in, and having an adverse feeling for authority. Right, your father's gone, so you're like, I hate my dad. Well, nobody tell me what to do. I'm the man in the house. And then you hit the street and you run into a police officer. And his first thing is, put your hands up, freeze, shut up. And you're like, excuse my language, everybody. You're like, fuck you. Right, so that, that interaction causes people to lose lives. A lot of these issues were, are in place now because they were run on, they're like political issues. People run on this and gotten elected to office and it's no disrespect. I don't want anyone to feel defensive about what I'm saying. I'm just saying the honest truth. And the people that are here today, and the politicians that are here today knows the truth. That's why they're here and it's a humane issue. Right? So if we are broken the family structure in one um, culture, it affects everyone. It affects that police officer who has to go home to their kid. It affects um, you know, people who are raising kids and uh, working really hard and have to pay taxes, and then, you know, we're housing people in jail for incredible amounts of time, and this money is coming from, you know, hardworking people. So it affects everyone in some sort of way, and it's an important issue. I think that, for me, to be very specific, that and education are the two most important issues for us. We don't want people that's uh, in charge of police uh, areas to be in danger either. We want to be very clear. You know, if someone commits a crime, they should go to jail. But these things are just disproportionate and the whole world knows it. That's bullshit. That's not why the cops are killing people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's not because they don't have a father. It's not, like, that might be a very, very, very small piece of the nucleus you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because I got mad homies that grew up with no father none of them got killed by the cops I do got homies that got killed by the cops a lot of them have both parents in their home yeah you know what I mean like and it's it's, it just gets to a point where it's like I'm not gonna expect Jay-Z to say anything revolutionary I might when I was like younger and I thought he was like really (laughs) about his shit you know what I mean but like now when I realize like what at the end of the day what it is is idol worship Mm -hmm. and even with kind of even with kind of like Colin Kaepernick because I do appreciate what he's saying and shit like that but I'm all, I also heard that he's like on the verge of signing back with the NFL and also the NFL has like stipulations like when you sign up this time there's no more of that political shit homie mm-hmm. you know what I mean like and if he signs that deal I'm gonna look at him differently you know what I mean yeah you know because it's yeah. like it's, it's just like damn like these people will say whatever they need to say to stay relevant you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I, I, I honestly I never really dug Jay Z's shit. I kinda like the black album. I like the gray album where they mix it up with the Beatles and <laughs> shit. But like I never really looked at him like I never took what he said serious, but he's a 
it's crazy how much people worship idols in this country, man. It's very surreal to to see people look at Jay-Z as this sort of pseudo uh, social activist, especially if you're someone that's growing up with this music. I remember yeah. like from Reasonable Doubt all the way up and I can't think of a single socially conscious thing in yeah. his music prior to like 2017. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean maybe a couple things here or there, but like the think of his music as overtly conscious is just yeah, laughable from I a. I mean, it's cool to rap about drugs. It was it's mar- it was marketable, but the reason why rapping about drugs was marketable is because they wanted more people selling drugs so they could lock more people up. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like that's how I see it. Like, well, pops, what are your thoughts, man? You know, nah, yeah, yeah that shit is, dude. Um, Jay Z's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z's whack. You know what I mean? And all that shit. Like, I mean, and that's where why we do music. You know what I mean? Because we're against that shit. Like, I don't... Like, one, I'm Mm anti-radio. Like, I'm like... I don't listen to any of that shit. I don't really know too much shit. I don't really watch TV. You know what I mean? So I don't really get tuned in. Like, if you tell me what's the latest TV show, I wouldn't know. (laughs) No Stranger Things for you. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and you know what's so funny about that? Like, people... Like, a lot of beat makers lately... Like, I've been hanging out with a lot of dudes. And um, that's one of their, like, go-to things to talk about. I'm kind of like always out the loop with that like <laughs> dude I don't know what that is I know what it is now but cause someone had to educate me on that shit but yeah I didn't know what that was for a while like yeah but you know what I mean but I see but because of that shit like I see the bullshit bro like I don't you know what I mean that shit is whack and I mean hopefully with our music we could actually like like tell people like you know what I mean? He, he's explaining everything through his lyrics, like... Serve as a counterbalance to all that. Yeah, like, that shit. And plus, that's why I said, going back, like, that shit's therapeutic for us, because yeah. dealing with all this BS out in the world, this is why we do the music, so we could... Definitely. Just refresh our brain and go back to, like, some good old hip-hop type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's where really we're influenced from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of our a lot of our sound, I know this is going backwards on the question, but a lot of our sound is, like, not only hip-hop, but it's also, like, it's got a weird, like, psychedelic, even, like, a reggae vibe. Psychedelic. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, like... But, nah, that shit is terrible, bro, how people use, you know what I mean? The platforms to broadcast yeah, wrong information, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah, like, that's what I was saying, you know what I mean? It's dope when people do it, like, you know what I mean? I like it when people do it, like, in the underground scene, like, how it's always been. It's always been through some lyrics, through some conscious type lyrics. For you almost type, for you to almost, like, you have to unlock the puzzle, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, shit, you're making me up. Like, cool, like, I get it. Like, fuck the system type shit. Ask yourself what happened to Dead Prez. How come we don't see Dead Prez? Prodigy. You know what I mean? Prodigy. Prodigy. Like, he's one of the biggest activists. How come Rage Against the Machine ain't ain't around no more? You know what I mean? Like, the public enemy. Public enemy, exactly. But then, like, perfect example, that's why, like, Tom Morello is like the Jay-Z yeah. of the group because no, he's, the one that, yeah, he was he's the one that ran Clinton, and man. he went with the Access to Justice and that shit was in Hot Topic and yeah. you know what I mean used it as a fucking as a money maker like yeah. the Jay-Z that's the byline <laughs> <laughs> that's the new one <laughs> that was dope that was dope yo put that on but, put right, that on the head <laughs> that was dope Tom the Jay-Z of Rage Against the Sheen bro like big bold quotation that was deep but, that was Dude, yeah, like, dude, you know what I mean? I Holy had much shit. love for that cat until she really, like, 
reading into the shit that he was doing mm-hmm. and who's he who's he's connected he to. He backed to Hillary like, Clinton last year. You know what I mean? It yeah. could like you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like that shit. Everyone. It's like we got to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pump that in too. Remember when we did that oh, shit? Voter died. Voter died. Can't stop because it won't stop. Yeah, like dude, it's been happening forever, bro. Like that shit, like. Way before Jay Z and hey, Beyonce sh- bullshit. But shout out to rapper Diet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a dope fucking. No, nah, like that's why I don't listen to you know mainstream hip hop and you know because half that shit is like you know brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, which. It's like, a brain hazard. Yeah, which why like leads back to like our lost frequency type shit. Like our sound is really like I hit these high weird frequencies and my drumming is pretty crazy. It's pretty much like snap you out of that shit. That shit is some ear drumming like. To get you Snap you out of that trance Exactly yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean Hopefully get you out of that little You know Days You know daily Fucking brainwashing thing That they're always on You know what I mean Give you a different frequency To listen to Yeah you know Hell yeah Definitely It's like in, Like they live yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's rough, just rough that frequency Exactly <laughs> bro Exactly Straight up Yo so like So kind of following Also on that line You know hip hop It's it's one of the most powerful and significant musical genres and social movements for that matter, like the past 50 years, you know, but over, you know, the past few decades as the, the culture is literally now a billion dollar industry, you know, you hear it in movies, you hear it in television, it's using commercials to sell everything from McDonald's, clothes, like yeah. cars. McFlurries. Yeah, you know, Kia's, you know, you name it, you know, yeah. whatever it is. After decades of corporatization, you know, the general mainstreaming and watering down the genre, it's, it's created a monumental shift in the genre's um, ethics and values as a result. Do you think that hip-hop's power to build unity and kind of enlighten the masses and to kind of fuel the mechanisms for change still exists in today's age of decadence and materialism that's kind of present in the genre? You know what I mean? I, f- I fuck with, with corny hip-hop in the mainstream. Because it leads to a person that doesn't fuck with hip-hop and, you know what I mean, in some families, like, hip-hop is not allowed in the family. But they, they hear it through a corny McDonald's thing, and if it leads them to a later down the street <laughs> to, like, a dope hip-hop album, <laughs> that's fucking dope, bro. Like, I fuck with it because, you know what, end of the day, you can't fuck with the machine. It's going to produce and it's going to keep on creating bullshit, nonsense, fucking machinery brainwashing shit for you to do it mm-hmm. but if you're at least like you know what I mean conscious enough and to be you know what I mean through, you know what I mean ride the wave ride yeah. that wave bro and be against it like we're still gonna be doing our hip hop and fucking being like trying to fucking uh, keep the culture alive so hopefully if a corny ass cat listens to some like commercial hip hop shit hopefully leads down the line to some dope hip hop because hip hop in the end is hip hop bro it's, yeah. it's music and yeah it's corny and that's the thing that's that's what's the difference, you know. You you understand what corniness is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So people will learn. Yeah. You know what I mean. If they if they hear a hip hop jingle and if you know what I mean, it's just like with graffiti. Like, you know what I mean. They fucking make the sh- they made the sh- mainstream the shit out of that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But the culture's still alive, and you got the heads that I really know what's up about it. You Echo. Know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? That shit, the Jay-Z of graffiti. You're on a roll. Straight up, bro. But, you know what I mean? The real real people, when they get woken up, you know what I mean? It's going to get hit by real hip-hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is dope because they they were maybe stirred a little bit by some corny hip-hop. 
along the way. You know what I mean? And the end of the day, you know, end of the day, we all listen to corny hip hop. That's what got us into music. You, we all listen to Vanilla Ice. <laughs> like, come on, bro. We all listen to Will Smith. You know what I mean? That we was all, my like, first album. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what led to fucking you to hear? Big Willie like, style. Where you're at now, you're interviewing Digital Dust Mites. That's, that's fucking epic, bro. That is sick. Will Smith turned me on to Digital Dust Mites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Men in Black. That shit is sick, bro. Kinda, like, that, how Black, fucking man. cool is that? Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I think hip-hop still has the power to change shit. Yeah, like... But you know it, I mean? it is watered down, like you said. You know I mean? No, I disagree because I think there's always people going to be making real good hip hop. Well, yeah, but you not. I mean? It's not going to be on TV. Nah, it ain't never going to be. And that's cool. <laughs> underground is underground, and festivals are meant for the underground cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's you know what I mean. That's what's cool about music. You know what I mean? It could be always subgenres of everything, but forever hip hop, whoever, you know, real hip hop cats would be like, yo, this is real. And that's what's cool because sometimes we get put in the real hip hop category, and, oh, I fuck, yeah. and I'm like, hell yeah, thank you, <laughs> hell it, yeah, I'm it, blessed. I that think what cool. it comes down to is something I talked to the homie about one time is that uh, people in hip hop and all music genres, especially in the West, they like to have things singular, like singularity is a big thing. So like, if you do real hip hop, there's no way you possibly could like, 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 you know what I mean, like some uh some mainstream radio shit you know yeah. what i mean but people gotta understand like there's artists that listen to both there's artists that do both you know what i mean but it's like materialism is always going to be watering down music you know what i mean like rap music uh rock music you know what i mean like country music people rap even sing more about because, their cars because and shit. materialism is big connected to hip-hop because of the nostalgic part yeah you know what i mean it's I also get, our society i get like stuck collecting on fucking records and tapes all day and that's materialistic <laughs> as fuck oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but it's nostalgic as hell yeah so it's kind of hard yeah that's it's, a it's, tough question it's a it's, <laughs> it's a mixed bag because it's like you got people that are obsessed with vanity in hip-hop and you got people like us that don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, people that constantly rap about, like, negative shit, bitches and hoes, this and that. Or even the people that will hit you with, like, a really fucking positive, powerful verse and then go home and, like, beat their wife or, like, some shit like that. Like, that shit's whack. Like, yeah. Like, and that's really what a hip-hop is fucking filled with right now. It's filled with, like, a bunch of people. Like, usually the people that... Or everyone looks up to is usually a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. <laughs> like yeah. like um and that's just that's just how most scenes are. Whenever people get together, there's always gonna be some people doing shit for the wrong reasons and people doing shit for the right reasons. And people pretending that they're doing shit for the right reasons, but they're really doing it for the wrong reasons, and people doing it for the wrong reasons think they're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the I mean, once people stop obsessing over because uh, I, I don't know like buying records isn't really I guess it is material but it's like it's giving like it's, it's like like it's a tool somewhat yeah but I mean that shit is just like everything else yeah we live in like a consumer got, society yeah like you go into Walmart you can buy records now yeah yeah that shit's weird bro that shit threw can't me off can't buy pistol ammo though yo that shit threw me off yo like you could go into Walmart and buy a record that yeah. shit was my girlfriend was like, yo, are you mad at that? And honestly, I for a second, I was like, uh, but then no, I can't be. Because you know what? It keeps records alive. Yeah. It keeps people pressing. It makes me like another outlet. Walmart's a weird press. place, man. 
You know what I mean? Oh, and what's cool though, like, you know, people don't know about records, like, at tapes, like, that's probably, like, the easiest way to, like, um, produce music and you can actually sell it because there's, like, this copyright and, like, thing that where you could use samples and sell it through tapes and records. Yeah. They can't, you know what I mean, control that shit. So yeah. I like that. That's the coolest part that, like, even the man can't control records and vinyls yet. Yeah. Yet. Yes. He has. <laughs> I'm all fucked. Have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that you know what I mean. But I mean, that's hard. That's a tough one. <laughs> that's Yo, a good question. So like, uh, so with that said, guys, you know, conversely, do you believe that the genre could, you know, find a find its way back to its early roots? You know, especially when it's, you know, really, it's kind of desperately needed in today's tur- turbulent, you know, troubled times. I think for any movement to return back to its roots, it's got to have a healthy relationship with its roots. <laughs> well, I know I mean, that was deep, but... That's a, that's a tough question because as, like, I guess, like, I'm thinking about what movement are you talking about hip-hop and what, where do you want to bring it back? Because then you got, like, you got the Dr. Dre, you know what I mean, NWA era. Mm-hmm. But then after you got the heavy 90s, you know what I mean, Sean, like, you know what I mean, like, like... Fuck the black black moon, you know, most deaf type era, KRS one era after yeah. that, yeah, after later on, you know what I mean. Then you have the two thousand era, like people are so hyped in different little eras. Like me, I'm personally, I'd be like, I would love to bring it back to like the Dilla, you know what I mean, the crazy good boom bap, like real jazzy instrument, raucous records, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. shit like that, dude. But then some other cats would probably be like, I wanted to bring it back to the two thousand era. Crunk back. Yeah, that crunk music, which is I I cannot snap music and shit. I can't disagree because I'm I'm thinking about Mac Dre like yeah I want to go back. Mac Dre shit was sick like that. Mac Dre early shit was yeah. Mac Dre was one of the first MCs that got me into like actually wanting to be an MC because I was like oh you could just be like yourself and just clown on yeah that got me to like Mac Dre got me to like dance with girls and shit (laughs) straight up like that was tight like dude this guy is hella lyrical but like on some gangster type shit. But then on some, like, finesse, like, yo, what's up, ladies? <laughs> you know, that shit was sick. And that's the thing, too. Mac Dre was in the rap game for, like, the whole, like, the Mac Dre, the Fizz Dance Mac Dre, and the, all that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, that was, the, that was like Mac Dre. He created a whole he way. He came back. Yeah, he came yeah. back because yeah. he was around in the 80s. That's what people think. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of hard. That's a tough question. Like, like, what era do you want to come back in? Like, <laughs> you want to come back as Thiz Mac Dre, or you want to come back as Too Hard for the yeah. fucking radio? Or do you want to go back to the NWA era, like where people Oaktown, like, Mac Dre, Oaktown, the the, the in the crest, yeah. crest side riders and shit. Dude, yeah, too short. People love yeah. those tapes. You know what I mean? E forty. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That was a big era. Like, if I could go back to any, I mean, the roots for me personally in hip hop are always going to be on the West Coast. I know they say hip hop started on the East Coast. That's cool. But funk started on the West Coast, and funk fed hip hop like a motherfucker. Oh yeah! And the way I see it, like when Ice Cube said hip hop started in the West, Ice Cube bounding through the East without a vest, <laughs> he was almost right, kind of, sort of. Hey, but then there was that like, you know what I mean? I always got hit with like, I was a huge East Coast like. No, yeah, definitely. Hip hop, like, definitely. Jeru, the damager, like you oh. know, the sun rises in the East, like that was heavy, like. Oh, like I was, and that's uh, why I think Ice T did the best thing. He, Ice T out of all the rappers in the '90s was the one that showed you he was like, or it was Ice Cube. My bad. I said Ice T. <laughs> Ice Cube. I don't know why I'm thinking about Ice T. Ice Cube. He went. 
to New York after he split off of NWA and was showing people, look, I'm from the West Coast. I'm banging over East yeah, Coast. Yeah, Ice T made digging in the crate though. Was probably digging the crate though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. tight. I'm like, that, that might be why I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Ice yeah. T did have an album where he rapped in New York and about New York too, I believe. You're thinking like. It, you think in New no. Jack City? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. No, but digging in the crates though, he was spitting some like conscious stuff in there, like yeah. kind, kind of. But I mean, like, that's the thing, like gangster rap was a reflection of what was going on in the hood. Yeah. The music industry took gangster rap and turned it into a weapon and fucking put some damage in it. Yeah, that's what's yeah. tough about like see, like that's what's crazy. Like hip hop back then was but rap. the roots. Yeah. I'm not gonna ignore the roots. Like, the roots of hip hop, they come from Cool Herc. They come from you know I mean Cool Herc boom, right, yeah, riding around, back in the day, the DJ. riding around. <laughs> and, exactly, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the DJ. If it wasn't for the DJ, it wouldn't be no MC. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Stunt Double Intention. But like, like yeah. on some real shit though, like, like Cool Herc doing what he did, rolling around in his in his in his Cutlass or whatever car he had with the with the top down, with the big ass fucking speakers hanging out the back. Going across town and do a fucking party in the streets—that's mm-hmm. hip hop. Yeah, if we can get back to the roots of that, where we go out in the streets and do shows and plug in the street lights, I'm fucking down for that. Oh, we will. <laughs> yeah. No, we will. But I think that's the root, and I think I think that I think that I think that it's what was the, the root. Question again? The roots are still there. <laughs> if hip hop still has the power to fuck shit up, and I think it does. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Like, and that's what's like. That's what the you know back to the other back to then. Like, you know what I mean? People like are gonna know. Like, I think, I think it's even more coming harder again. I think, like you said, oh, if hip hop's gonna go back to where it was, and I think it is. Especially, oh, yeah, it's, it's always as, at least, at least I see it from like the producer, you know, beat maker side. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it hugely in the instruments, bro. Like, people are big into sampling, which leads to yeah. big into sampling records. Which leads to you know what I mean? That's that nostalgic sound. People are trying to find that boom bap shit. Like, Again, yeah. It's crazy and it's cool. Like I love it. Like and, yeah. yeah, you got like you got like Alchemist, you got like Static Selector, like all them Alchemist hit, is from like, the West hit, Coast. Hitting those <laughs> fucking it's hit, Hollywood. Hitting those fucking like <laughs> dope, minimal fucking beats off finals, bro. Yeah. It's coming back, bro. It's gonna come back. Oh yeah. Just like the whole disco era came back, like <laughs> <laughs> that shit came back heavy like two years ago. <laughs> it's gonna come back, bro. Like boom bap, I think, and I I don't think it's ever been gone. No, yeah, that's. I think it's been underground. You know yeah. What I mean? Just like that's why, like you know what I mean. Everything is shelved. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't I think it ever when, gets forgotten. I remember when Nas was running around saying hip hop is dead. Yeah. And I was. And, like, but yeah, he tried to make fucking that fool's another like. Um, you know, but I trip, I trip out on that. He tried to make money like, off that shit. I don't know. Like, he tried to make money off hip hop. Like, I'm not sure if it's dead or if it's just a zombie. Nah, he died. So I'm, like I don't think underground. Yeah, his hip hop spirit. His hip hop spirit died. Nah. <laughs> I saw him live before he was faded. So, damn. And then I told the homie, and he's like, "Yeah, he's always like that." And I was like, "Damn." He's a terrible performer. No, he was just drunk. That's I. That's <laughs> Never see he's your eyes. Sponsored idols. by Hennessy, bro. I, mean, I would yeah. be drunk too if I was sponsored by <laughs> Hennessy. Shout out to Hennessy. Give me a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink. I'll be the weed sponsor. <laughs> you work that up. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. So you guys just dropped a full album. You know, tell us about any upcoming shows or plans you got lined up for 2019. The promo of the album. You know, what's the immediate future hold for uh, Digital Dust Mites? I know this is probably going to come out after, but we got a show tomorrow night. And then we got a show on the 7th up in Oceanside, the Oceanside Brewing Company. Yeah, which is dope because that shit, 
uh, Fat Lip is yeah. a residen- residential DJ there. Yeah. Right. So he's gonna be spinning like right before us. Yeah. Right before the set because we got the set time and yeah, Fat Lip's playing before us, spinning some CD. You know what I mean? Like that's big too. Like Fat Lip from the far side. Hell yeah. And we're also trying to put our heads together and make another uh, album. Another oh, Dust yeah. Mites album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, Hella, is going to be. Um, what was that word? Used a good one earlier. Like, um, it's definitely going to be premeditated. Very <laughs> <laughs> you know well, methodical. There you go, methodical. That's a, cool. a, lot, a, lot of our, a lot of our music always came from like an unorthodox, like laid back, like if you want to listen, cool. If not, whatever type of attitude but I feel like now like all the stuff we've done since Chicano Park Day has at least showed showed me I think it showed all, both of us that like we got some powerful shit you know what yeah, I mean and so people want to like, actually li- people actually want to listen yeah I've been fine tuning like my sound more you know what I mean like you know what I mean way more like I guess finding my sound and so like this next album is gonna be really like you're really gonna hear like all oh, me 100% like I'm putting my blood sweat and tears into this next one oh yeah which is like you know what I mean not saying that it wasn't like the last one but it, it just I just felt like uh, my mind at the time in those tracks were just weren't all there whereas now like I'm 100% in the game and now you know what I mean I've grown a lot you know what yeah. I mean that Lost Frequencies was you know for you know what I mean that was because for all those missing tracks and the new tracks and it was just a particular sound that just sounded all good together and mesh well like and the came, name came up was so perfect that it was just like the cosmos lining up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, when, but the next one for sure. Yeah, and it's like whenever we try to plan shit, it don't really work out. Yeah, <laughs> so nah. we just stop planning shit. Yeah, and now everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna hear some uh, DJ Premier esque uh, interludes where Pops the Medic <laughs> speak on record. <laughs> Damn, dude, maybe you might, you actually might, because that's hugely like one of my biggest influences, DJ Premier. <laughs> I'm big on Premier. Gotta get that 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 reverb. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. No, watch, yeah, you guys be ready, bro. It's gonna be like heavily, like really grungy, like boom bap style, like you know. I always thought that we had a, like a good. Like sound that could be added onto, or even like 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 placed into a band, like when we rolled with Melvis and shit like that, like like that showed me like we got some heat. And then the fact that like people wanted to work with us, like people who play guitar, people who play the drums, people who play the bass, want to hop in and mix mix it up with us and shit. I think it's cool because that's what music is all about. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all about like the connection, getting together. But sometimes. You gotta focus on the core, on the on like the 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 nucleus of of whatever it is that's cracking, because like music is always just gonna be like a bunch of like energy moving around. Yeah. You know what I'm Which saying? Which leads to like you know what sneak peek like the next project is definitely be like a collaborative like with some cool SD MCs like you know what I mean. All right. Like you know what I mean. There's some cool heavy hitters out there that people don't really know. You know what I mean. And we have a, a huge like line of like mad friends and family that do music mm-hmm. you know what I mean so you're definitely gonna hear some cool like MCs out of there like you know what I mean dope man you know so what advice do you guys have for young artists or musicians you know who that wanna get into making music and pursuing it you know especially those that wanna create music that has that revolutionary uplifting message just do it <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah you just gotta you know what I would always say like like this dude pushed me cause I was always so hard mm-hmm. on myself he pushed me just to keep on doing it just like you know what I mean throw it out there don't be scared 
don't let your insecurities hold you back. You know what I mean? Fears. Just go for it. Because if you can't do it, you're not going to grow from nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say make music because you want to do it and don't follow any trends. Um, and do it for, like, do it for the people that, that uh, like, inspired you. But don't do it necessarily, like, to please them, but do it in your own way, you know what I mean? Like, like a lot of the artists that inspired me were, like, like uh, just the type of cats that, like, that go outside their comfort zone. Like, like when I started rapping, I thought, like, oh, I, I can only go to rap shows, you know what I mean? And then I started going to other genre shows and started getting inspired more by, like, other types of music and shit. So you got to go outside your comfort zone and shit, you know what I mean? Like, you can't mm-hmm. just, like... Like, stick to one thing yeah don't stick to one thing be but, versatile yeah be versatile man but and also kind of like keep your guard up because there's a lot of people doing music that like they just want to collab with everybody and make a bunch of shit but they also like don't want to be held accountable for the shit that they do mm-hmm. yeah you know like a personal right. level and shit like that yeah so it's kind of like you want to kind of like keep your circle small but don't be afraid to like connect with people or click up you know what I mean yeah but yeah, just uh, also just be a poet. If you if you if you if you call yourself a rapper, you gotta understand that like rapping comes from poetry. There's a stem on that branch that's poetry. You know what I mean? So like, be try and be a poet and not then or try and be both. Try and be a rapper and a poet. Don't just be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's too many people. It's all a rapper, dog. Okay, cool. But like, what are you saying? Yeah. Well, I just rap. <laughs> like, okay. If you can't rap, make beats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, like I got, I got homies that make beats. But want to make beats because there's a lot of cats out there that like that do it for the trend, like you said. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're gonna, it looks cool. Like, you know what? My biggest advice, cool. like, if you really want to do it, do it. If you really do, if you're doing this for any other reason other than for yourself, yeah, it's therapy. Then, then, then it's don't, therapy. then, then, you know, learn how to fucking cook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stay away from it because. Like, you're going to, like, hurt all the other people that are going to try to do it. And, you know what I mean? You're wasting people's time. Yeah. Like, so at least, like, if you're going to want to do something and do music or do art, just put a 100% into it. Put you into it. Because if not, you're going to go nowhere. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just oversaturated these days. Everyone's everyone's a rapper. Everyone's a, a beat maker. You know what I mean? And that's cool because it's fun. It's fun to do. It's a good expression. It's even a good hobby for some people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of the time, like, people get into this stuff just to get famous. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. Because, like, it, it's a romantic idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. You don't get famous. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to keep at it, bro. But I feel like the rules are going to stand out. Yeah. You know, like yourselves, the people who are really doing yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Coming from the hardcore scene, the punk scene, you know. Real ones are gonna stand out. Yeah, yeah exactly, and that's definitely. when the ones that are doing it just for you know what I mean because they're they're doing it as they want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have that want. Yeah, you know I mean? that drive. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You gotta stand for something too. Yeah, you gotta want to be at the fucking club or the bar at fucking you know what I mean till your set time. You know what I mean? There's times when I'm like, yo, it's one o'clock, and I'm like, damn, what am I doing out here? <laughs> but then when I step on stage and you know what I mean, and people are like, you know what I mean, you know, supporting us, kind of like, dang, like. I remember, like, you know what I mean? All comes back wide. Yeah, yeah, all comes back Oh, yeah, back, and like, like, this is like... Hearing those beats out on the speakers is fucking dope. You know when what I mean? You can't when you can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would, I would say people are going to get into music um, and doing music, just get ready to, like, to, like, have your, like, 
your heart broken a couple times. <laughs> and also, like, get ready to, like, perform for, like, rooms with, like, nobody in it. That's yeah. Like Take those as practices. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but still give it all your all because we still yeah, do Yeah, go it. all the way. Yeah. Because you never know. You'll, you'll, like, even at that record shop, bro, like, at first there was, like, you know what I mean? There was not that many people in the shop. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's, your morale gets a little bit eaten up. Your ego but, takes a hit. Yeah, and you go out there and you start doing it, then you're like, you're in the zone. You you remember you're doing it for you. I, I'm doing it for myself. And yeah. I'm in my own little circle and I'm loving it. I'm loving every second watching, sitting next to my brother, like doing, killing it. Hell yeah. And then seeing people come in and actually vibing out. People come into the shop and actually like, oh shit, this is dope. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we did it for a good cause. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's always cool for shit like that. So just do it for you yeah no doubt man where can uh, where can people find you and follow you guys online to get the latest album and get all the latest updates for shows promotions and other events here in San Diego man follow Digital Dust Mites on Instagram yeah and then this fool's Instagram cause he's always on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can follow Digital Dust Mites it's digital underscore dust mites um yeah and then I go as uh, my other my producer name is Dustin Diggins. It's uh yeah, so yeah, I get dusty. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find uh 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 the to beyond higher control Bandcamp. Yeah, dot bandcamp dot com. Yeah, and, and then that's uh, the, yeah. And then you can YouTube, Google. Honestly, you can Google Digital Dust Mites. I think we pop up first on the videos. That's cool. It's pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can YouTube us, Digital Dust Mites. We have a few videos out there. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure, the IG is constantly like, um, I'm always on it. I'm always promoting, doing social media, doing all the, you know, marketing, everything that I need to do, do all the graphics and everything. No doubt. You guys got any closing comments or anything else you want to let our listeners know? Or just some closing words of wisdom from the Dust Mites? Stay dusty. <laughs> fuck the police. Yeah, drop LSD and fucking uh, definitely collect records and tapes. Keep on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tall Can, Pops, yeah. thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to come speak with thank us. And we you. hope to have you guys back on the show real soon. Dude, oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, step off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that said, we out. Well, that's our show. Shout out to Tall Can and Pops for coming through the drop knowledge on the pod. And shout out to all of you beautiful people out there for listening to yet another episode of Step Off Radio. You can access the Digital Dust Mites music through the social media pages. And you can access the brand new album, The Last Frequencies LP, on both their SoundCloud and their Bandcamp pages. We're going to close out today's episode with a little track off their album. It's called Summer Love. And with that said, we out. Peace. Pyramid-shaped submarine under these cat-eyed dollar signs Runaways, none of these songs about materials Are just props and we don't vibe with rappers Who fucking call cops on bus rhymes and short shots You are not gonna style on the dust mites The floor stops to move when the moon goes full Warlock smoking a bunch of blunts Mineralized Geo cartoon Spirals in his eyes, you can tell he never falls for much In the dust is where he lies In the simpler times, tripping face under moonlight With pockets rolling dimes, plants and animals combine In four rhymes, the battle sunshine Run away with moonlight, create magic in the form of rhymes Retaliation for their crimes 
built on war Fuck the system We really want peace But motherfuckers won't listen Built on war Fuck the system We really want peace But motherfuckers won't listen This episode of Step Off Radio is recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and our music was done by DJ Root. This has been a Step Off Magazine production.